Chapter Two of Grace Harlowe's Senior Year at High School. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Grace Harlowe's Senior Year at High School by Jessie Graham Flower. Chapter Two. What the Day Brought Forth. For a second, the three girls fairly gasped at Jessica's discovery. Grace was the first to speak. "'You have hit the nail on the head, Jessica. "'That's why her face seems so familiar. "'The resemblance is striking.' "'The four girls glanced from one to another, "'the same thought in mind. "'Perhaps the mystery of Mabel Allen's parentage "'was to be solved at last. "'Those who have read Grace Harlowe's junior year at high school "'will recall how the Phi Sigma Tau "'became interested in Mabel Allison, "'a young girl taken from an orphanage by Miss Brant, "'a woman devoid of either gentleness or sympathy, "'who treated her young charge with great cruelty. "'It will be remembered that through the efforts of Grace and Jessica, "'aided by Jessica's father, "'Miss Brant was forced to give Mabel up, "'and she became a member of the Bright household, "'and a, a special protégé of the Phi Sigma Tau. "'Grace and her friends had always believed Mabel "'to be a child of a good family. "'She had been picked up in the streets of New York "'when a baby and taken to the police station, "'where she had been held for some time, "'but on remaining unclaimed, "'had been sent to an orphanage outside New York City, "'where she spent her life until she was brought to Oakdale by Miss Brant. "'Although Mabel had been in the Bright household but a few months, "'Jessica, who was motherless, had become deeply attached to her, "'while Jessica's father was equally fond of the young girl.' She spent her vacation with the Phi Sigma Tau, who were the guests of Judge Putnam, a prominent Oakdale citizen, and his sister at their camp in the Adirondacks. The judge had conceived a great affection for her, and on hearing her story had offered to adopt her. This proved a cross to Jessica, who was torn between her desire to keep Mabel with her and the feeling that the opportunity was too great for Mabel to refuse. Mabel had left the decision to Jessica, and the judge was still awaiting his answer. "'I might have known something would happen to take her away,' almost wailed Jessica. First the judge, and now—' "'Don't be a goose, Jessica,' said Nora stoutly. "'And don't jump at the conclusion that this strange woman is a relative of Mabel's. "'There are lots of chance resemblances.' "'Of course there are,' consoled Grace. "'When we go to the hospital tomorrow, we'll find no doubt that our stranger is named Smith or Brown or anything except Allison.' "'Don't worry, dear,' said Anne, slipping her hand into Jessica's. "'No one will take your chicken from you.' "'I don't know about that,' responded Jessica gloomily. "'I feel in my bones that something terrible is going to happen. "'I suppose you girls think me foolish about Mabel, "'but I've no mother or sister, "'and you know yourselves what a dear Mabel is.' "'Forget it,' advised Nora wisely. "'We've had enough to harrow our young feelings today. "'Let's go and drown our sorrows in Sundays. "'I'll treat until my money gives out, "'and then the rest of you can take up the good work.' "'Who will go to the hospital with me tomorrow?' "'asked Grace when they were seated around a table at Stillman's. "'Let me see. "'Tomorrow is Sunday,' said Jessica. "'I'm afraid I can't go. "'Papa is going to take Mabel and me for a drive.' "'I'll go with you,' volunteered Nora. "'And I,' said Anne. "'Good girls,' commended Grace. "'Meet me here at three o'clock. "'I'm fairly sure that visitors are allowed on Sunday, "'but if I am mistaken we can at least go to the office "'and inquire for our stranger.' "'The three girls met in front of Stillman's "'at exactly three o'clock the following afternoon "'and set out for the hospital. "'Visitors are allowed on Sunday from three until five, "'remarked Grace as they strolled down Main Street. "'I telephoned last night to the hospital. "'Our stranger is not seriously hurt. "'She is badly shaken up and awfully nervous. "'If she feels more calm today, we may be allowed to see her.' 
"'What is her name?' asked Anne. Grace looked blank, then exclaimed, "'Why, girls, how stupid of me! I forgot to ask. I was so interested in hearing about our condition that I never thought of that.' "'Well, our curiosity will soon be satisfied in that respect,' said Nora, "'for here we are at the hospital.' "'We should like to see the woman who was thrown from the automobile yesterday afternoon,' said Grace to the matron. "'Is she able to receive visitors?' "'Oh, yes,' replied the matron. "'She is sitting in a wheelchair on the second-story veranda. "'Miss Elton,' she called to a nurse who had just entered, "'take these young women up to the veranda. "'They wish to see the patient who has forty-seven. "'What is her?' began Grace, "'but at that moment a nurse hurried in with a communication for the matron. "'Grace waited a moment, bent on repeating her question, "'but the nurse said rather impatiently, "'This way, please,' and the opportunity was lost.' The three girls began to feel a trifle diffident as they approached the stranger who was seated in a wheeled chair in the corner of the veranda. "'Visitors to see you, madam,' said the nurse curtly, halting before the patient. "'Be careful not to overexert yourself,' and was gone. The woman in the chair turned quickly at the nurse's words, her eyes resting upon the three girls. Grace felt a queer little shiver creep up and down her spine. The resemblance between the stranger and Mabel Allison was even more remarkable today. "'How do you do, my dears?' said the woman with a sweet smile, extending her hand in turn to the three girls. "'In the circumstances I am sure you will pardon me for not rising.' Her voice was clear and modulated. "'Please don't think of it,' cried Grace. "'We saw the accident yesterday. We were afraid you were seriously injured, and we couldn't resist coming to see you. I am Grace Harlowe, and these are my friends Nora O'Malley and Anne Pearson.' "'I'm very pleased to know you,' responded the stranger. "'It is so sweet to know that you thought of me.' "'Miss Harlowe was the first to reach you after your accident,' said Anne, knowing Grace herself would avoid mentioning it. She held your head up in her lap until the doctor came. "'Then I am deeply indebted to you,' returned the patient, again taking Grace's hand in hers, "'and I hope to know you better. I dearly love young girls.' She motioned them to a broad settee near her chair. "'There!' she exclaimed. "'Now I can look at all of you at the same time. "'I am far more able to appreciate you today than I was at this time yesterday. "'It was all so dreadful.' "'She shuddered slightly, then continued. "'I have never before been in an accident. "'I have been spending a week with some friends of mine "'who have a place a few miles from here called Hawk's Nest. "'Perhaps you know of it?' The three girls exchanged glances. "'Hawk's Nest was one of the finest estates in that part of the state, "'and the Gibsons who owned it had unlimited wealth. I was summoned to New York on business and had barely time to make my train. Mrs. Gibson's chauffeur had been running the car at a high rate of speed, and just as we reached the little incline above the station, the machine skidded and we crashed into that tree. I felt a frightful jar that seemed to loosen every bone in my body, and remembered nothing farther until I came back to earth again here in the hospital. "'You opened your eyes once before the ambulance came,' said Grace. "'Did I?' smiled the stranger. "'I do not remember it.' "'But really, I am very rude. I have not told you my name.' "'It's coming,' thought Grace, unconsciously bracing herself. Nora and Anne had also straightened up, their eyes fastened on the speaker. "'My name is Alison,' said the woman, wholly unaware of the bombshell she had exploded. "'I am a widow and quite alone in the world. My husband died a number of years ago.' "'I knew it! I knew it!' muttered Grace. "'What did you say, my dear?' asked Mrs. Allison. But Grace was silent. The woman was too nervous as yet to hear the news. Perhaps, after all, the name was a mere coincidence. Anne, understanding Grace's silence, hurriedly took up the conversation. "'Are you familiar with this part of the country?' she asked. 
"'I've not been here for a number of years,' replied Mrs. Allison. "'Although my friends, the Gibsons, have sent me repeated invitations, "'Mrs. Gibson and I went through Vassar together.' "'We expect to go to college next year,' said Grace. "'We are seniors in Oakdale High School.' "'The years a young girl spent in college are usually the happiest of her whole life,' "'said Mrs. Allison with a sigh. "'Everything is rose-coloured. "'She forms high ideals that help to sweeten life for her long after college career is over.' The friendships she forms are usually worth while, too. Mrs. Gibson and I have kept track of one another ever since graduation. We have shared our joys and sorrows, and in my darkest hour her loyal friendship and ready sympathy have been a heaven-sent blessing to me. We three girls are sworn friends, said Grace, and we have another chum, too. She was very sorry that she could not come today. She will be glad to know that you are much better. Her name is Jessica Bright. She was with us at the station yesterday. I should like to meet her, said Mrs. Allison and I thank her for her interest in me. I really feel as though I had known you three girls for a long time. I wish you would tell me more of yourselves and your school life. There isn't much to tell, laughed Grace. The life of a schoolgirl is not crowded with many stirring events. You have no idea of how much has happened to Grace, Mrs. Allison, since we began high school, interposed Nora. She never will talk about the splendid things she has done for other people. She is the president of her class, the captain of the senior basketball team, too, and the most popular girl in Oakdale High School. I refuse to plead guilty to the last statement, exclaimed Grace. Believe me, Mrs. Allison, that there are a dozen girls in high school who are far more popular than I. "'There is only one Grace Harlowe,' said Anne, with conviction. "'It is a case of two against one, Miss Grace,' laughed Mrs. Allison. "'I insist upon hearing about some of your good works.' "'It's really time for us to go, girls,' said Grace, laughing a little. She rose and held out her hand to the older woman. "'You are very cruel,' smiled Mrs. Allison. "'You arouse my curiosity and then refuse to satisfy it. "'But you cannot escape so easily. "'You must come to see me again before I leave here. "'I shall try not to return to the Gibsons before Wednesday. "'I expect Mr. Gibson here tomorrow, "'and he will attend to my New York business for me. "'If I had accepted his offer in the first place, "'I might have spared myself the accident. "'However, I am glad now.' It has brought me charming friends, for I feel that we shall become friends, she added, stretching out both hands. When will you come again? On Tuesday afternoon after school, replied Grace promptly, and we will bring Miss Bright too, unless she and Mabel have some other arrangement. There was purpose in Grace's last remark. She wished to see if the name Mabel made any impression upon her listener, and therefore kept her eyes fixed upon Mrs. Allison. As Grace carelessly mentioned the name, she saw an expression of pain flit across Mrs. Allison's fine face. "'I shall be glad to see Miss Bright,' she said quietly. "'Is the Mabel you speak of her sister?' "'No,' replied Grace hastily. "'She is a girlfriend. May we bring her with us?' "'Do so, by all means,' replied Mrs. Allison. "'She bears the name I love best in the world.' An expression of deep sadness crept into her face as she uttered these words, and she looked past her callers with unseeing eyes. "'Good-bye, Mrs. Allison,' said Grace, and the older woman roused herself with a start. "'Good-bye, my dears,' she responded. "'Be sure to come to me on Tuesday.' "'We'll be here,' chorused the three girls. "'Take good care of yourself.' Not a word was spoken until they reached the street. "'Well,' exclaimed Grace, "'what do you think of the whole thing?' "'I think there are several people due to get a shock,' said Nora emphatically. "'I'm sorry for Jessica,' said Anne. It will, be, "'It will be very hard for her to give Mabel up.' "'Then you think,' said Grace, looking at Anne. 
"'I am reasonably sure,' replied Anne quietly, "'from what I have heard and seen to-day, that Mabel is no longer motherless.'" End of chapter 2